Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. Um, I think we are the podcast that is just patiently waiting for May 12th, not only for Justin's birthday, but also for the imminent release and our next journey to Hyrule. Oh, man. I Well, I mean, I told you yesterday, so apparently... It's leaked now, so I pulled a Larry and I muted a bunch of words on Twitter, and I've never been happier. Oh yeah, dude, I do it all the time, and, I ne- and the thing is, I never actually go back and unmute them. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I I couldn't figure out. I couldn't. Oh yeah, it was like thirty days or forever. So I just picked thirty days because I figured by then I'll be like deep into it. Yeah, but man, I just felt like I like I, I know whose opinion I want on certain things, and like, yeah, I yeah. could reach out to them about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. But no, uh, next Friday, we have a game to get done before then, but then we have a couple movies that will allow us to fully enjoy this, so I'm, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. But uh, any other like notes before we dive into what's been new with us? It's been a short week, so yeah, I mean, we're recording early because we have to do a podcast with the screen queens this week. Yeah. Oh man, I still gotta watch that movie, even though we're recording <laughs> like two days. Um, no, I can't really think of anything, like... Note-wise. Okay. Well, what's been new? What have you been watching? Playing? Anything? Um, Yes. What's been new with me has been kind of a wild ride this week, even though it's only been like a few days. Um, So it's out now, so I can talk about it. So uh, I got to interview some people from LEGO, Mm -hmm. which was like wild, and they showed me all this stuff that they're coming out with. Uh, It's all all out there now. It's uh, LEGO Dreams. Yep. Uh, I saw your article. Oh, thank you. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got really excited, and I really want some of those sets. Uh, I I platinumed Final Fantasy two. Congratulations, uh, Pixel Remaster. Thank you, thank you. Is that the one with Omega as the rare B series entry? Uh, no, that is this one is the one with uh, the Goblin Prince. Okay, because I know that the first two or three had that one like. Yeah, o- o- Omega entry. was Final one. Fantasy one in the okay. uh, the tower. I can't. Think. Yep. Okay. Yes. 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 I found the Goblin Prince to be way harder to find. Um, Me too. Yeah. Me too. I Omega was like kind of quick. It was like yeah. within like twenty thirty minutes. Yeah. And that was without the modifier. It took me an hour to find the Goblin Prince, and I was with the modifier. Well, there's no. So the modifier isn't really like it doesn't. So the only modifiers there are are uh, like experience boost, gill boost. Uh, eight like AP or oh, it's not like four X speed. No. Oh, see, I thought it was four X. Oh. I thought one of the modifiers was the speed, like sevens was. No. Oh, okay. No, okay, so, so I... your grind still sucks. Oh yeah. The money and experience tell us, but the time is what. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's the what thing. Is, like, when it comes to those games, it's not the money or experience that's a grind. It's like it's just the thing is finding everything the physical time. yeah which is like <laughs> holy fuck i will say i can turn encounters off so what i do is i go into a place and as soon as i see that i've got every uh beast tree entry from Kill there it so you can just re- explore uh, yeah and then it's fuck it makes it 10 times easier um so i i am gonna be starting three probably in a very long time because i've got a lot of games yeah. coming up um i started but haven't finished jedi survivor I've heard that, in particular with the PC version, it is a buggy mess yeah. that is damn near unplayable. So apparently they, they did release a patch today that apparently fixed okay. a lot of issues. But yeah, like I know I was playing it, and I don't 
know how much he knows, so I don't really want to spoil anything. Um, I know he's got a mullet. He can have a mullet. You can like change. Okay. You can you can customize his look a lot more in this. Okay, nice. I just I've um, seen some TikToks. There, of him there's with like a some new stances though. There's not just like single blade or double blade. There's like oh fun multiple different stances. I won't get too much into that, but basically, you can only have two equipped at at one time, and okay. it glitched out on me. So even though I had two separate ones equipped, it would only uh-huh. let me use one, which is kind of a That's pain a in bummer. the ass. Yeah, especially because yeah. like the one it wouldn't let me use is like the one I like. Um, and then I got stuck on a puzzle that glitched out on me five times in total. And the closest Jesus. checkpoint was like five or six minutes before it. And you it were just, texting me about that. I got fucking angry. And I just like, right, I'm not <laughs> playing this. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play it. And I, and I want to play it. Like I mean, I'm not like avoiding it. It's more just with Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I, I want my, my like, I might not even start uh, Crisis Core. Don't. Because, like, f- for me, obviously, we have to get Condemned done. Yeah. I would like to say I'm going to get Jedi Survivor done before next week, but I have to kind of I kind of have to judge to see how far I am. I know I'm not that far. Um, yeah. But. It, so the other thing I've been playing, is, and this kind of comes all back, to, all, all back to the same point, is I've also been playing a lot of Shadows of Doubt, which I've talked about. Yep. I've now written about it. Um, I'm telling everybody about it because it's amazing and it's basically my life because now so I have a a game that I'm supposed to be reviewing okay but there was like a hiccup in how it worked on the Steam Deck so I was like oh I guess I'm just going to play Shadows of Doubt boom there goes my entire like evening I'm playing Shadows of Doubt and I didn't don't go back to doing this review so it's like that game has completely taken over my life so I have to balance like Jedi Survivor, Shadows of Doubt, and then whatever Tears of the Kingdom is going to be because that I feel like that game has a lot of potential. I'm actually a little worried because I haven't even watched like the last couple of trailers. I just know, you know what I mean? Like I just know. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just worried because the Switch is like at this point it's like six years old. Yeah, and it was rough sometimes running Breath of the Wild, specifically if you go in the DQ for the Kokri Forest or whatever, it gets a little rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a like little, when you're going to get the master yeah, sword. I am a little, so I am a little worried, but I don't know, man. Um, but other than those games, uh, I watched Frailty. Uh, I watched Scream Six. Finally, on uh, well, it's on VOD, but yeah, you know, Yar and stuff. Yar. Uh, yo ho, yo ho. Yeah. Oh, and the writer strike started to. Uh, yes, I saw. Yeah. I saw. Um, Scream Six was okay. It was good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was better than five. That's for sure. Five uh, is not good. Neither is three. No. Uh, six is better than those two. Yeah. I, 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 I'm struggling to say six was good. It was definitely intense. Yeah, it was definitely intense. But the... Save it. We have to review it with them. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah. Anyways, I have feelings about it. <laughs> Fucking Samara weaving. Sounds I know. Like, I was sad for you. Yeah. I was sad for you, and I knew that you'd be sad. But yeah, that's a bummer. Um, other than that, uh, I just been writing. I have a bunch of stuff like uh, as a, we're recording this in two days. I'm re- I'm interviewing the lead narrative director for Horizon Forbidden West on yeah on Thursday, and then I have like some summer games fest in June. A bunch of stuff okay. is coming in for that, so I'm. 
Yeah, we'll have to schedule for when you do that trip. I mean, so, I'm, so I'm going up on Thursday. I could record on Thursday night from there. Okay. That'd be cool if you wanted to. Just let me know. We'll, we'll, we can talk about it closer to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I have to kind of suss out how good the internet is there. Yeah. Because huh. hotel um, Wi-Fi should be decent. I don't know. <laughs> in Canada, it always sucks. So, okay. um, but other than that, I can't really. I'm just trying to think. Oh, I got sent a bunch of really cool D and D books. Well, they're not D and D. It's like tabletop role playing games. Uh, books from Free League Publishing. They do like the Aliens D and D books and a bunch of other like really cool, just like horror theme. They they do a bunch of like horror themed books. Uh, so I have those. And then I got my last year. I kickstarted the Binding of Isaac card game expansion because I have the That's base what game. you posted. Yeah, so okay. I have the base game around here somewhere. It's a fucking mess behind me still. Um, and then he said he was coming out with an expansion, so I was like, oh, you know, I, I really like Binding of Isaac and I like the card game. Okay, I'll I'll do it. And I just happened to was like, oh, you know what? They have on offer this what is called the Big Boy Box. Uh huh. So it's just like the collector's edition. So I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It's really not that much. It's like, it's, it was like 80 bucks. So I was like, okay, okay. Well, I'll back it. And then I fucking forgot about it. Cause it was over a year ago. And then I just got a message from Michelle at like two o'clock in the afternoon. It was like, yeah, some big package just showed up for you. And yeah, it's like, it's got a <laughs> bunch of cool. Like it's got like a little Isaac figure. It comes in like an, a chest which is cool. I don't know. It's cool. It's got a bunch of like stickers and tattoos and like adult coloring pages full of grim horrors. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, cool. I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I've, I'm so fried. I don't know. What about you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for TV, I finished SAO. Oh, you're done. Done. Like done. done. I'm done. 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 Everything. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Um, the, actually, the last two seasons, I really kind of dug. It was a good story. There is some like weeby bullshit at times, like yeah, I feel, well, camera yeah. angles and stuff. But what you kind of expect it, but it's done. And I, if another season comes out, I would actively watch it. So um, I have a question with that. Um, yes, sir. When the movie comes out to like VOD or on Funimation or Crunchyroll or whatever, are you gonna watch it? Even if it is I, just a retelling. I already did. Oh, oh, that was yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's oh. called Sword Art Online the movie dash progressive dash aria of a starless night um it was good i really i really <laughs> liked it I, I i really did it was short too because sometimes it was like long it was only yeah. like 90 minutes so do you like it more than like an abridged version of season one i know that's kind of hard to judge so season one bought me in because i mean as you know like we play so many video games we kind of get lost in the world and you and i are and you and i in particular are very very big fans of final fantasy so like yes. the idea of like being in this like, immersive world and having like and being stuck in it and being die, in final fantasy basically yeah and, yeah and then if you die you die like that's the reason why it started sort of online in the first place because that just premise was there um i think it's different but i really i really did like it like i would watch this movie again if someone wanted to so now i have a question and this might sound like a oh, oh can't have so much for a final fantasy <laughs> might yeah. kind of come off like that so if they are at the th- by, like living by a threat of permanent death going into this world why did uh-huh. they go back for four seasons so i won't spoil anything okay so in the first is it like season, lost where they leave and they they have to go back to the island so there's kind of something but not like that okay. so basically 
Sword Art Online comes out. It's like the first like virtual reality MMORPG. Everyone's really excited about it. And on the very first day, the creator summons everybody to the town of beginnings and like lets them know like, yeah, you can't log out. Like you like so the HUD, you can't log out anymore. If someone tries to forcibly get you out, you die. And we've alerted all the news places. If you die in here, you die in real life. And it's like the only way to get out is to clear the game. And I'll just say halfway through the first season, they do clear the game. And the stakes are never that high again. You should play the dot hack games. I have heard that. And I will add that to my list because I have heard that I would it enjoy is that. basically that over the course of like some really really good action ERPGs. okay okay well yeah I, I enjoyed it and i had to finish chainsaw man but now that devin's done we can kind of knock that out and then i gotta find my next one um but I, right now though i'm watching mandalorian season three i'm on episode four or five you're almost through the tough bits I liked the episode with the uh, Imperial guy. Yeah, no, that that was actually a very good episode. Okay, because I was like, no, that was fucking intense. That was amazing. That was like, and I didn't know if like, because I know some people don't really like that stuff because it's like not really Star Warsy. It's That's like, very, like that has been the best Star Wars. Like, think of Andor. Yeah, it was obviously like it was Star Warsy, well, but the it best wasn't of Star Wars really... is Obi Wan because of Anakin. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, I, th- that episode was one of my favorites this season. Yeah, uh, it came out of nowhere. It starts off with Mando and Bo-Katan, and then it cuts to that, and it's like, I was like, with that the whole, I was like, I actually stopped playing Final Fantasy VII to like sit and watch. I was like, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, So other movies, I watched the first Transformers movie. Oh, oh man. Justin, that's a really good movie. <laughs> I forgot about that, those movies. Dude, it is so... Because I saw the trailer for the Beast Wars, the new like the Beast Transformers that's coming out this summer. Are they doing Beast Wars? Yeah. Oh, and that was the only Transformers I really watched as a kid. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I will get these movies from the library and like rewatch it and see if well, I want to go see Beast Wars. Just watch Beast Wars, man. Just watch yeah. Beast Wars. But I, I watched the first Transformers, and I... It took me back to my senior year of high school, and like, it's just. A, and I know Shia LaBeouf is a problematic fuck, but he's really good in that movie. Like, you're compelled to like like his character, and I had a good time. That was, I was really pleasantly surprised by how much of a good time I had watching that movie. Mm. Interesting. And I think since you and I are the same age, I think it would also kind of transport you back. Yeah, but uh, man, I don't got time to go back and watch all these movies. <laughs> you have kids though. Yeah, but we're watching like fun stuff. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh games. Yes. Obviously PTCG Live. I am almost done with Luigi's Mansion 3. I am getting tired of that game. Yeah, that's pretty quick. so usually what happens with Luigi's Mansion games with me anyways is I get about halfway and then I just kind of put them Yep, and that's how I feel because it's like the same thing. Some of the puzzles in the way like the map is oriented, it's really hard to tell what you need to do. Yeah, which I don't like. Like I don't mind figuring shit out, but like when it's like not intuitive, that really sucks. Yeah. Um, and then I started playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I got that from the library. 
really it's it's always funny i remind myself every single time why i don't buy those games and why like, the only fighter i ever buy is world combat because it has an actual story campaign because this just has like the player yeah it's like thing the, or whatever uh, i don't even remember what it's called yeah. the, the, the 10 level story well there 10. there is a more i mean it's a very loose story yeah but there, well, is there a, was one in melee the gamecube one i remember yeah subspace emissary yep yeah that's a fucking amazing story <laughs> um no there's a there is a story mode kind of in uh ultimate i don't remember what it's called but i don't remember what it's called i i'd have to reinstall it and i'm not gonna do that so yeah saying, I, yeah. I, I have it for another like week and i'm just gonna take it back to the library i scratched the itch needed scratched yeah you're good then get i'm just getting the switch joints loose you know what i mean yeah, that's what the Steam Deck does for me, though. It keeps those... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Steam Deck. Loose, I'm just, yeah. Although, I'm not uh, going to lie. Listen, I'm not going to lie. If Tears of the Kingdom mm-hmm. leaks onto certain sites, I'm probably going to play it that way. I, I'm still going to buy a copy. So, you I, know that I don't judge people for that, especially because Nintendo is notorious for gatekeeping stuff for no motherfucking reason. Yeah. I know you're buying it. And if it's yeah. easier for you to play on that, then well, it's... can I tell you why? I Probably recently HD upscale it. Well, I recently played uh, Pokemon, whatever the latest Scarlet. Scarlet. I I I played it for like an hour on my computer. Oh. Dude, it fucking runs so much better, and it like looks so much better. I've been looking into downloading because I prefer the old games. There's some like ROM hacks out there. They have a uh, what's it called? There's a ROM hack that turns it into a what's the game where like you go in and like if you die you get to keep some of your loot. We get to start all over and like reject and the it's never the the dungeons are never the same. Um, we we played that vampire game that was like it. Oh my god! Why can I not think about it now? It's not a dungeon uh, crawler or whatever. What is it called? Roguelite. Or rogue. rogue. It's roguelite yeah. or roguelike. There are two different things, and I never know the difference between the two. So it's that, but okay. it's a ROM. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and it's cool, and like they, it, you have like four paths, and like you get like different things, and it's 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 just very interesting. So, but again, everything's kind of like in stasis until after Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is everything right now. Because I didn't get to play Breath of the Wild on launch. They didn't buy a Switch at launch because if it was, like, crazy. But, I mean... it's I still remember I right before that thing started, I told Michelle, if it's New Zelda gets announced, I'm buying a Switch. Yeah. Fucking... <sighs> but the big game thing for me is I beat Final Fantasy VII with 100% completion. I have a couple... The last three trophies are, like less than two percent done on steam congratulations congratulations how does it feel um when i finished <laughs> the grind like the yeah. money in knights of the round and stuff i was pretty upset i was pretty hot i was annoyed it took forever because there's no modifiers on it i did it all clean so i didn't want to like do anything i wanted to be able to say i had gone this far i wanted to do it like 100 percent legit um, I remember I walked out. I thought I had enough all. I thought I did my math right, and I was like twenty million short. And I knew I had to go back down into the northern cavern to go grind out some more all materia. And I was pissed. But what I can tell you 
is I did that, I had all the trophies, and at that point it's like, okay, now I just get to beat the game. The frustration and anger was gone by the time those final fights were done. <laughs> because, like, I mean, you know, we've played it when we were kids, yeah. and, like, it has a special... The, the music... Sephiroth's theme is truly like it's like top tier final fantasy there are a couple of songs that are top tier final fantasy each game kind of has one um and it's just fantastic and i love it i forgot about the 500 years later thing where midgar is like covered in grass i totally uh, forgot about that runs up with his kids yeah yeah and i forgot about that but no it was 57 and a half hours that was a lot and that's not including like downtime or whatever yeah so so yeah books i finished giddy in the ninth that was our book club book uh i think you should read that gideon and the ninth giddy in the ninth um i'm pretty sure there'd be an audiobook for it but like it is like lesbian necromancers in a haunted space mansion trying to solve like a century oh, it's a, old it's a series yes i don't yes know how... see, will you say it again it's a series matt did you hear that see they all tried to act like it was self-contained it's not no and it's it, good though it's, it's definitely a series. tomb trilogy oh it, it's a trilogy oh i am so excited for him to hear yeah, that it's a uh, gideon the ninth harrow harrow Hero the ninth and then nona ninth that came out last year okay okay but i actually will be reading harrow the ninth because i enjoyed this um but i think you would dig it i don't want to give too much away but i think you would like it okay um i'm still reading truth is out there like i just took a story a night because they're like 35 40 minutes it's like a perfect like go to sleep to fox and yeah dana and then i just finished the book queer heroes of myth and legend by Dan Jones. Um, it just came out today, actually. Uh, and basically what that is, Justin, is these... Dan Jones wrote some like historical fi- uh, narrative fiction that I really like. So basically he takes like real-life stories and he writes them like Game of Thrones. So he wrote like the, about the Plantagenets or the War of the Roses, like old English history or whatever. Yeah. But he writes it as if it's Game of Thrones, but it's all historically accurate. Interesting. So this, this Queer Heroes book is like a, almost like a tabletop book or like a bathroom book. You know what I'm talking okay, about? Yeah. Those, those kind. A bathroom and it has a bunch reader. of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it has a bunch of stories in it um, about like different like heroes and like myths that have like a queer bent to them. Yeah. But he also included stuff like Frodo and Sam about how they may not be gay, but how there's a lot of gay allegory behind them. Yeah. Which, I mean, anybody who watches it knows that. Yeah. And he also talks about like Willow from Buffy. Yeah. And it was uh it was fun. And each of the chapters is only like two or three pages. So it's like really fast to like just read a chapter of it and like kinda get the historical part of it. So that was cool. And the last thing I wanted to say is the final issue of Twilight Princess manga released. I got it from the library. I was the first person to get it and I am done with that. So I have read all of the Zelda manga. Okay, interesting. Like, all of them? Every single Zelda manga that exists I have read since you brought to my attention that they existed. (laughs) 
So are you going to go read the other like video game mangas that are out there? So I tried. There's a Final Fantasy one. It's dog shit. Uh, I don't talk about the mangas because like, I go through them so fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously still reading Berserk, but I'm like slow rolling it because I know the story isn't completed because Kentaro Miro passed away and no one ever yeah. finished um. it. So I'm taking my time with that. I have one or two left in OG Dragon Ball. I am on like nine or ten of Full Metal Alchemist, and I am on nine or ten of uh, Attack on Titan. But I like manga because like I, re- I read a lot of big books. I read a lot of like heavy shit, so it's really nice. Like I'll finish like one of these like dark heavy books that like makes you like question society, and it's really nice to go read a manga. Although Attack on Titan's pretty motherfucking dark. It's so much faster than the show. Like you know how this sh- like the first season of the show, which you have you watched because yeah, you yeah, recommended yeah. it. That's like six manga. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude, it fucking flies. I was, I was like, this is a hell of a pace, and I was like, I want to find out what that goddamn key's for. <laughs> um, here I have uh oh, that's what it's called. What's up? Um. Uh... You're typing. People obviously, this is not a video. <laughs> Justin is typing. I'm guessing he's sending me something. Yeah, there's uh, here. There's. You can try this manga if you want. Okay. Well, you reckon you. Oh, nope. I saw the URL. <laughs> Everyone, we are having forced entry from our patron, Shannon. Uh, let's get into that. <laughs> psychological thriller directed by and starring bill paxton uh we have already discussed bill paxton because we reviewed the film aliens yes game over man game over i used to have that on my soundboard i don't even know what's on my soundboard now (laughs) well if you want to while we're doing this you can just drop sounds and have some fun i'm curious that way we know for next time oh man no Uh, there's nothing good on there i'm looking right now there's nothing good uh so the co-stars of the film are Matthew McConaughey and Powers Booth. So McConaughey is like a household name. Like everybody knows who yeah, Matthew yeah. McConaughey is. He has starring roles in films like A Time to Kill, Days and Confused, Magic Mike, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which is the best rom-com of all time, Contact, Mud, and Loof Rule that won him an Oscar, Dallas Buyers Club. Powers Booth is also well known for his performances, uh, and the one that most people recognize him for, at least myself, he plays Curly Bill in the Western Tombstone. Have you seen Tombstone? No, but he was also. Um, well, here's, here's what I have. Let's see, cause I, I know I have failed you, so here's what okay. I have also that he was in. Titan. He was Alexander Haig in the historical drama Nixon. Okay. He was in Cruising. Red Dawn, Blue Sky, Sudden Death, Dawn. Sin yep. City, and yep. Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. I don't think I ever saw the sequel. He was also in, either. what was that fucking show? It was like Titus something. I don't know. Um, okay. Hold on. But no, I am actually going to request that you watch Tombstone before we record next week. 
Tombstone. Okay, hold on. Let me. I gotta. What is it about? It's a western. It's about the shootout at the OK Corral. Okay. I think you'll like it. Okay. Val Kilmer's in it. Oh my god, it's 130 minutes. It's that long. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you until the end of the month. <laughs> I, okay, I, I just good. think you'll like it, and I, okay. and I don't want okay. you to watch it like at work in fifteen minute bursts on your phone. I'd rather you like sit down on the show and have like a nice popcorn. Okay, okay, I will. Here, I, I just think you'll like it. It's one of it's like it is by far my favorite western. Like if I, it, there are some movies that like when you see on TV because they're old enough that you'll throw it on to watch. Tombstone is one of those movies. If it's on, I no matter what part of the movie it's in, I will sit down and watch it. I just made a physical note to myself to watch Ooh, cool. Tombstone. I, I actually got and purchased this little tiny one. So I've been doing a lot of editing and stuff. Oh, so I think yeah. my life easier. Yeah, that's I started like listening. My, little, my little guy here. <laughs> yeah. You you said to do it. And since I've been editing a lot more, I've, it is uh, Dude, it's brilliant. It's a fucking lifesaver. Like, it is. So this film was shot on a budget of $11 million and it grossed $17 million. I have some trivia. Okay. When asked why the axe used by his character has the name Otis carved into the handle, Bill Paxton stated that he wanted the axe to have its own personality and to be unique. He found the name in Pasadena when he was there scouting for locations for filming. He met a homeless man and offered to give him some money. The homeless man did not want charity, so Paxton instead offered to buy the use of his name for the movie. The homeless man's name was Otis. Huh. Interesting. I did find out that there is a contingent of the internet who believes that Otis was not from this way and that it actually is meant to stand for only the innocent survive. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bill Paxton used the same beer can the entire length of filming because they could only find one Ham's beer can that was specifically from the year 1979. The can was opened off camera and a sound effect added for popping the top that's wild <laughs> i thought it was kind of cool too at the very end the two boys that are riding their scooters across the scene are matt o'leary and jeremy sumpler who are the actors who play fenton and adam as youngsters paxton meant it to feel like quote almost like we're in this weird twilight zone world Loosely based on the case of American serial killer Joseph Callinger, who murdered three people and tortured four different families. He committed all of these crimes with his 13-year-old son, Michael, between 1974 and 1975 in New Jersey. Callinger pleaded in for insanity, claiming that God told him to do it. So what did he do with the four families? I don't like true crime, so I did not dive into it. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. True crime makes me my stomach. Yeah, me too. I'm still. It's, it's, I'm like, it's, like, of, it's like, like the bad kind of scary. Like I want to know, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. That's yeah, it's, it's real it's, people. Yeah, it's the bad kind of scary. Uh, the script actually originally featured a reference to the boys wanting to go see the movie Alien, but Paxton changed it to The Warriors because he did not want to reference his own work in Aliens. <laughs> Well, listen, I'll be honest. I like both Alien and The Warriors, so uh, I'm cool with you there. <laughs> All right. And with that, this was a forced entry from our patron, Shannon, and she sent us in an email. We have, 
Frailty came out when I was about 9 or 10, around the time I was starting to ask a lot of existential questions at the local Baptist church, of which I was a reluctant participating member. They don't like it when you ask questions that contradict the Sunday school teachings. My parents were never religious, but I went with my best friend to be a closer part of her family. I watched Frailty with my older sister and felt a lot of fear because I saw some of that zealot behavior in the seemingly well-adjusted churchgoers I had to interact with every Sunday. Religious fanaticism is a very horrifying and dangerous side effect of some severe mental illnesses, and a lot of times it's excused or explained away as passion and faith, so the movie definitely hit me in a sensitive spot at a sensitive age. It also has a fantastic cast with amazing acting, and I wish it had gotten more recognition at the time for being a very pretty, effective, and influential horror film. Interesting. Okay, interesting. So, this is obviously a 22-year-old movie, but spoilers ahead. Yeah. Spoilers coming in 3, 2, 1. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns, Justin, so I thought it would kind of be better to not do a 60-second and instead to do... No, I'm absolutely cool with the more laid-back Okay. way we've been so, doing things lately. <laughs> so, our film starts off with uh, this FBI agent, and dude, immediately it started feeling like X-Files, and I was like, okay, I I'm actually... Here. It's funny you say that. I immediately... I don't know why I thought of the movie. Have you ever seen Identity? Yes. I don't yep. know why, but I got that feeling. I think it's like the t- same time frame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he starts off as this FBI agent shows up to work, and there's a guy sitting in his office, uh, played by Matthew McConaughey, and he starts kind of telling the story about God's Hand Killer, who the FBI agent is hunting down, um, and starts saying that he knows who it is. And basically, we get this flashback, and this is like the immediate thing that made me realize that I was going to like this movie. It takes it back to when um, Fenton, who McConaughey plays, uh, his mother has passed away, but it's him, his dad, and his younger brother, and they are kind of like a picturesque family. Yeah, that's actually um, what Michelle said too. Is uh, she's like. Oh, when the kind of turn happens of like him having the vision or whatever, yeah. Michelle was like, "Oh, that's that's actually really sad." He was like, "Yeah, he was a good dad. He was a really good dad." I mean, obviously, like, they grew in like small town Texas in the late seventies, a single father. Like, he's having his struggles, but there's like a lot of love in the family, and yeah, that came absolutely. through. And then basically, the father has, or what he tells his kids is, he has this vision. And the vision is this angel tells him he's going to have to do the Lord's work. He has to go exercise demons and that he has to wait for future things to happen. And remember, this is McConaughey relating the story to the FBI agent. So basically, he gets more visions. The vision leads him to finding the axe and wearing the gloves because when he puts his hands on these demons, he'll see their sins. And basically, the boys are kind of like freaking out, not knowing what's going on. And that leads to them waking up one night their dad didn't come home from work and he has captured a woman she's bound and gag in their shed and the dad is like it's a demon we have to kill her he puts his hands on this woman without the gloves and he like has like a seizure but like we don't really see anything right yeah like yeah. and we have already established that the younger brother adam is kind of a liar like he just wants to fit in with his brother and stuff yeah. and fenton just fenton just thinks his dad is losing his mind um this continues on 
more sacrifices get made as the angel tells him who he needs to kill or whatever. Yeah, yeah like fire, it, it, it kind of everything progresses in this. The, the angel tells the dad that Fenton is a demon and that he needs to get rid of him, right? Like yeah. He's part of the problem. And the dad like doesn't want to believe it, tries to fight it. And so Fenton pretends to, like, I bought into it, fine. And that's after, like, all this crazy stuff happens. And then Fenton kills his dad instead of killing one of the demons. Yeah. And in a moment that, like, legitimately made me jump, the younger brother takes the axe out of his dad and kills the demon, and then the brothers yeah. kind of get separated. Cut back to modern times. McConaughey has led him to like the, the the rose garden where all the bodies are buried, and it's not Fenton. It's Adam. It is the younger brother. He actually killed his older brother because he was finally on his list. Yeah, uh, and he framed his older brother for the murder of the FBI agent because we found out the FBI agent murdered his mom. Yeah movie ends with McConaughey who we find out is like the small town sheriff shaking the hand of the FBI agent's partner because he's like trying to figure out what's going on and McConaughey says you're a good man oh I forgot the biggest part we find out that like the dad did see demons he literally yeah, saw the visions were real he saw what these terrible people committed like one yeah. was like a black widow one uh, was like a child adulterer, like, like they were all legitimately like bad people. Yeah, and that was uh, it was intense. Yeah, and you know, like I will say, I'm I was genuinely surprised. Like you had told me ahead of time that, hey, like this might actually be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, and you weren't wrong. Like it, I, I had like I don't know why I haven't seen this movie. Either do I. I like, didn't. Because I didn't look, like, I'd never look into them until like after we watch. Yeah. So like when McConaughey popped up, I was like, "Oh fuck, let's go!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I was very surprised with uh, with how this one played it. So let's get into plot uh, summary then, or scoring. Um, I'll tell you right now, I have no cons, and I will probably watch this movie again. I think there is more to kind of take in. We already talked about how like Bill Paxton like truly felt like a good father. So this like fall into like religious fanaticism was very strange, and you could kind of feel his sons like struggling, like watching. Yeah, you could like feel was... the fallout of him, kind of. Yeah, he loved his dad because they had yeah. such a good relationship, and it fucking sucked. And like, you could also kind of feel like the dad still loved his son and still had strong feelings for his son, but he was like conflicted between his faith and his love of his son. Yeah. And that was great. And I, and I loved how the story was being told by McConaughey to the FBI agent and how it was, like, reflective. Because, like, I I usually have to see things coming. And, like, I did I, – I don't know what – maybe I was just too involved in it. Yeah, but I, didn't I think, see I think so, twist. too, because I, I am also uh, Detective Justin when it comes to movies like yeah. this because of Saw. And, yeah, I – genuinely, it came as a surprise. Yeah, like, like I think I should have. And, like, I think that's why I want to watch it again. But, like – I was just like, I was just here for this fucking movie. I yeah. was having a good fucking time, and it was, and it was fun. And like, it reminded me. Have you seen like Memento? It's a Chris Nolan oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. So like, it reminded me of that. I think Identity was another really good comparison. Yeah. It just had a very cool like personality 
and it was unique. Like Bill Paxton is like a really good director, which I didn't know was going to be a thing. Yeah, I can see why Rachel was also going to recommend this movie because it's a good. Yeah, it is movie. genuinely a good movie. Yes, I have nothing negative to say. Like, if you haven't seen this, you shouldn't have listened to the summary because you ruined it for yourself. <laughs> but this is a movie you should watch. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually right there with you. It's been a very long time since I've enjoyed a movie this much. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, it was. I mean, it came out of left field, and it was, I mean, it was just a genuine surprise, and it was, yeah. it was a good time. I, I gave it a 10. I gave it a 10 as well. So cinematography, I think, overall is good. There are some things I don't like. Yeah, say. Um, I think the vibe of, like, the, the 70s, like, the dirty 70s, it made me kind of feel like, um, have you seen Simon Birch? No. All right. It, it takes place in the similar time. It's, like, the kind of, like, the gray, not the gray, but, like, the red coloration because like you're in the desert and it's hot or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I liked that. It definitely you could definitely feel a difference between like the 2000s FBI office versus in the past. Yeah. I liked the way they used the lighting in a lot of situations to signify the angel. Like I liked how it like shone down through like the abandoned well, barn onto the axe. That was I actually that was probably one of my favorite scenes. Was that? Yeah. And the literal demon come or not demon the literal angel like floating down to him when he was on like working on the car yeah yeah i don't know it was like, when that scene started i was like this is gonna be fucking stupid but it ended up not being bad and you know what i think it was i think it's because they kind of they knew what they were dealing with yeah and there is a point in time where i remember i well, I, I know exactly when it changed from oh it's gonna be oh here we go um, it's when they actually pulled away from it and showed him just like laying under the car. Yes, because it showed he was like kind of like yes, exactly. Yeah, like, and it showed right. him he was like just kind of like lost in his own world because everybody's working around him. Mm-hmm. Man, it was wild. Yeah. Um, the things that I didn't like there was like one point in the movie where we were kind of hopping back between like modern time and the past like a lot. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like it wasn't necessary because like there are times we go for these longer stretches, which yeah. I, which I think it should have been done. And I didn't think it added anything to it, but that's like really nitpicky. Uh, I no, like, I, how... I, I agree with you, especially it. I think those like, it's kind of important, especially when you're doing it through the course of the movie, you can't just like have this moment in the middle where it's like, yeah, kind of going back and forth. It, it's almost like disorientated. This it's not like, it's not necessarily like hard to follow. It's just, it takes you out of the moment. Yes. Yeah. This is an R rated film. But, like, it's very PG-13, and... Yeah. It's R? Yeah. Man. Why? Sorry, I need to wet the whistle. Uh, (laughs) I personally like the lack of gore. Yeah. Um, And when you do see blood, it's very impactful. Because I think this could be really, like... It could have, like, drifted into grossness really fast. Very quickly, yes. And it doesn't. And I I appreciated that. The one thing that I kind of have, like, feelings about, and I want to know what you think. Okay. When it's revealed at the end that the dad was actually seeing these visions and the younger boy was seeing them too, I wish there had been more clues that the younger boy solid that adam was aware what his dad was doing because like i know I, it was no, setting us up for the big twist yes. but like and this will probably maybe get into into audio like, and the acting performances too 
but I I was fine with it. I was there with it. It made sense why it happened, but I yeah. wish there was a little bit more like Yeah, I I mean I agree because I, I I think when you have a movie like this that kind of bases itself around the twist. Yeah. Like a saw, you kind of you have to pepper those in for the people who are looking. And I think it, that that to me is what makes rewatches of Saw interesting. Yeah. And I think it would do the same here. It's like, okay, well, now I know what's going on. So now I don't have to focus on what is like dead center. I can kind of yes. look around and see what else is going on. And I think that that's very important, especially in a movie like this, because then it makes it makes it like rewatch, like almost infinitely, infinitely, infinitely. There we go. Yeah. Rewatchable. <laughs> yes. So for cinematography, I gave it eight and a half. I gave it a seven. I just, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, 70s vibe, but okay. I can appreciate it, but I'm not. <laughs> it's not my thing. Even for your 70s vibe to be real gritty like Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Audio. Um, the score was good for what it was, but when I was listening back through it today, because we always like, kind of talk about it, it is kind of forgettable. Um. I thought McConaughey was amazing. I thought yep. Bill Paxton was amazing. Yep. I thought Howard Bruce Booth was amazing. Um, Bill Paxton in particular. Like McConaughey was great. I mean, they're all great actors. Uh, but Paxton... He sold it for me, if I'm God, being honest. He, dude. Oh, my God. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, and I think that's very important because when you have uh, like a character-specific driven movie like this... That char- that specific character has to sell it because if they don't, then the rest of the movie falls flat behind it. Yeah, I, he I think felt he felt like a, really... a good dad. He felt yeah. like he cared about his kids, and that the stuff that was happening is like, like he he never turned mean. Like even when he like punished his son, like he was like crying. Well, he did lock him into a into but a basement for a few He was days. crying when he was doing it, right? Like he wasn't. Like, he was trying his best to ignore what the angel was saying and kill him. Yeah, and like, I. I I think it earned it because, like, for so long he was trying so hard to get his son to buy in. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, I, I think because of the performance that Paxton gave, like, I was along for the journey. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the kid actors, though. I mean, it's back to that like early '90s, mid '90s. Oh, when did this come out again? Two thousand one. Okay, so late nineties, let's say, yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. It's back to the kid acting of that age. I, I think yeah, we're kind of in a different. I think back then it was hit or miss. Now I believe we're kind of over that, and I think nowadays we get a lot of fantastic yeah. child actors. But I think back then it was really hit or miss. I, and yeah, I don't want to tear down kids, so I'm not going to go into it. But yeah. young Fenton. I think if it had been a better actor, it would have been better. Yo, there are just times what? where I just like don't buy into him. Like when he goes to the sheriff and he's like freaking out, like he doesn't seem like scared enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I, I the younger brother was better, but we kind of see a lot less of him. Uh, and it definitely doesn't ruin the movie, but it's definitely like you said, like we have just we've kind of been spoiled. Like think about Anna Taylor joy and the witch, right? Like, yeah, well, exactly. That's the thing is I, I don't think it is really a th- like, it's not as prevalent as an issue now. Yeah. Than it used to be. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of a bummer, but overall it's still great. 
I gave it an eight overall for audio. I gave it a six and a half. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the score. I just, I felt like it was very, it was there and it did what it needed to do, but it was. Sure. Yeah. Okay. How scary. This was interesting. Okay. Because like we kind of talked about true crimes and like basing itself, like being in the real world, this is something that is completely based in reality. There is yeah. no like finding out it was based on a true story. Definitely made my skin crawl a little bit. Yeah. There is nothing in here at all that would make you think, Oh, this is like some, there's a supernatural element or there's something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like really hot. Like, you know, like there's just somebody talking to us here. No, this is just, this happens. And yeah. to me, that is like the scariest part of it. Yeah, because when it first started, I wasn't that afraid. Like, I thought Bill Paxton had lost his mind. I thought that, like, it felt more like like X-Files, right? Like, spooky stuff, but not scary in and of itself. Yeah. I legitimately jumped in my chair when the little boy grabbed the axe and killed the, the last guy. That legitimately scared the shit out of me. And the revelation at the end that it was real that there were demons and that he fucked up and that there is a god that's like trying to like clear the world of these bad people through his venging sword yeah and then i will tell you when i was doing my research today when i stumbled across that this was a true story like based on a true story like it elevated it um is this as scary as like some of the other things we reviewed no no i don't think so but it's good it's a good thriller yeah i gave it a six i gave it a six and a half okay all right justin let's review our scores for plot we both gave it tens for cinematography i gave it eight and a half you gave it a seven for audio i gave it an eight you gave it a six and a half for how scary i gave it a six and you gave it a six and a half that gives it a here's johnny final score of a 78 uh placing it in our master list it is tied with several things actually did you Actually, say 78? 78. Yeah, that's isn't that what Evil Dead Rise got? <laughs> Good job, Justin. You're absolutely correct. I was going to say, I don't even have to go through because I went through we all We did last it last week. week, yeah. Yeah, so it's tied with Evil Dead Rise, which is honestly Very. pretty good company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just want to say a special thank you to Tuck for being a patron of ours and for recommending a great movie. I know you were disappointed that we both didn't like, uh, was it Life? In- yeah, yeah, it was Life. Yeah. Oh, yes. It yes. was like. Yep. Uh, but see, we aren't haters, and we we liked, we liked Outlast a lot. We loved Outlast. Yeah, and I mean, we got Outlast two coming up. We do actually have Outlast two. The I know the like all, the multiplayer one comes out. The in, trials. Yeah, in like twenty one days. All right. Well, let me know. We'll talk about okay. it. Okay. It puts on tears the kingdom. Yeah. But with that. <laughs> I want to play a quick commercial, and we'll head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. 
We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Justin. Yes. It's game time. Oh, man, it's game time. We have our review of Condemned next week. I know. It's, it's weird. I'm so torn about it because on one hand, I fucking love Condemned and nobody mm-hmm. talks about Condemned enough. But on the other hand... I fucking should have started because I well I that's not, I started it like um two months ago. <laughs> yeah, cause I, you just always start them so early. It was like, bro, like I might just catch, I might just like continue from where I was and yeah. <laughs> try but to remember before. Uh, yeah, but think about it this way: we're recording on Tuesday, so you have nine days to get it beat. Yes, it's only seven hours. I've seen according to how long to beat. Yeah, an hour a day, and then we're going to play it beat it yes. and have it reviewed before tears of the kingdom yes yeah so like it's, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time and then and this then is gonna have... turn into a tears of the kingdom podcast yes i actually for people who are playing along with us we have three movies in a row after that <laughs> and they're all real good ones it's the mist house of the devil and last exorcism i don't know if i've seen last exorcism you haven't that's the one I put on there when you told me you hadn't seen it. I'm really, really right. excited for you. It's about the preacher who is like doing fake exorcisms and he's decided he's going to stop being a fraud, but he has one more to do. Mm. And it's like that mockumentary found footage kind of thing. Right. Okay. Okay. It's one of my favorites. It's fucking disturbing. I, I hope you like it. But but yeah, and then we have Outlast, a couple more movies, Dante's Inferno, a couple more movies, and we'll be... We honestly should start thinking about next what's coming next yeah oh we got so much time you just you you listed stuff that's like th- four months i just know it's always like read out the weeks as we go through them yeah and it's just there's a lot less <laughs> yeah it's so good. we're we are looking at the end of july yeah is the last one so yeah that's true three months that's true okay okay you're right we'll we'll touch base again after like last maybe yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Outlast is like a good like we'll figure okay. it out from there. Okay, perfect. Because I want to keep the mystery from even us around. But any last thoughts, Justin, before we close this out, head to the campfire? No, it was a good movie, man. I was yeah, genuinely talk. surprised. I, I, I texted her. I was like, "Girl, you fucking picked a good one." When I saw McConaughey, oh. I just texted her all cast. Matthew McConaughey, are you serious? <laughs> I, I I I actually have one last thought. Yes, sir. See, Marcus, this is the kind of movie you pick. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Patrons will talk to you soon. And for everyone else, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent 
It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Thank you.